Hello and welcome to this week's episode of our podcast, Three Wise Rubber Ducks. Each week we try and make sense of what's happening in the world, share our facts of the week and discuss events in our own lives. We are a group of three politics students at the University of Bath. I'm Davina Cordy and I'm sat here with Ethan Scanlon and Adam Ellis. So without further ado, how has your week been guys? Yeah, it's been good, thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, not, yeah, bad. not so bad, thanks. Get, getting through the first week of term. Yeah? Oh. Should we yeah. Should we just go straight into some news? Yeah. Yeah. Start, start this week off strong. New splash of the week. Wait, wait. So what's been happening in the news this week? Um, quite a lot to do with the vaccine, and there was a bit of a sort of turf war between... Britain and the EU about the vaccines. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Happy, wasn't it, with the quota um, that they were promised of the Oxford, Oxford vaccine? Yeah, the EU was annoyed that UK wasn't exporting the amount of the Oxford vaccine that they promised, basically. And in response, the EU invokes Article 16 to prevent the vaccine being exported to Northern Ireland, which was a bit of an F. It seemed, it seemed that, like, because you know how... The UK ordered um, ordered the supplies in in May, and the yeah. EU didn't put in an order until much much later. So the argument was that the 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 vaccine people, the suppliers, did not have as much time to sort of make the appropriate travel arrangements. But then, by invoking Article Sixteen, I think Boris Johnson was like, "What are you trying to do?" <laughs> we did. It's a bit worrying, though, isn't it? And then, after a lot of uh, criticism, they they reversed it. Just imagine if, if yeah, if, they backed down it, it, and then because the injections are done on two different dates. Imagine if you had like the first one, and then you got left through the door saying, "No, hey, sorry, because of you know this EU restriction, you're not going to be able to have your other coronavirus injection." Like, what would happen then? You'd just be half protected from the coronavirus. I don't think they're they're allowed to do that because I think what's with the vaccine what's been approved is two doses. Like you know how earlier at the beginning of lockdown there was a lot of debate I saw on BBC about if they should spread and give everyone like more people one dose rather than two. But it hadn't it hadn't been approved. They only approved giving people two doses. So they couldn't just go around like giving one person a dose instead of giving a sec- another person at their second dose. If that yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, what actually happened in the end? How was it resolved when the EU sort of reversed Article 16? What what happened then? Do we know? Or is it still ongoing? BBC News does not say. Who knows? Uh, Tune in. Says member states do Tune not have in enough. next week to find <laughs> out. <laughs> just yeah, for this ongoing, ongoing story keep you updated. probably ended a couple of days ago, but... We'll, we'll act like it's, it's all yeah <laughs> yeah we've got the new vaccine though haven't we is it Novax? is that what it's called <laughs> Novax. no oh yeah that, that, that doesn't, doesn't sound, sound promising doesn't <laughs> sound right what have you got Novax. <laughs> what you've got no vaccination <laughs> releasing the Novax and the anti-vaxxer i've, I've heard though um, <laughs> the only one that's shown significant improvements for reducing the spread of coronavirus so far has been the oxford one saw that come out yesterday yeah yeah i saw that that was really good 
What I didn't realise is it's also the only non-profit one. It's only sold for cost, so we sell it to other countries for the cost it is to produce it. We don't make any profit from it. Look at Oxford Go. What a great vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was initially confused by that because I saw the article that was like, the vaccine sl- slows the spread. And I was like, well, well I'd hope so. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like... <laughs> but then after reading, I, I realised that like, the vaccine just protects you from like, mo- mo- all the vaccines just protect you from, from coronavirus. Um, dying. Oh. Yeah, and getting the virus in the first place. Whereas... Um, the the fact that the Oxford vaccine slows the spread means that few people with no symptoms could pass on the virus. A sixty seven percent reduction in positive swabs among people who had been vaccinated. Damn, that's good. Some things are better not to know, though, aren't they? Like when we went to Kenya, we were like a uh, volunteering trip for school, and there's yeah. the malaria tablets you have to take. And I was like, oh, cool, so they obviously stop you getting malaria. That's not what they do. They emphasise the symptoms so you know you have it and go to hospital. No. Nice. Oh, no. They don't, they, they don't actually prevent you <laughs> getting malaria. That's not cool, is it? <laughs> so I was like, oh, Did you great, okay. Luckily not, because we were in like the middle of nowhere helping build a school. Would, so if, if I had, I don't know what I would have done. Malaria symptoms yeah. nowhere. No, Rather just not know at that point. Wait till I get back yeah. to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes it is better to not know. Just just take the vaccine, not know what it does. Yeah, just great, thanks. You know the better. You know? I don't know. Okay, cool, thanks. I, I just I don't care. Just put it in. Me. <laughs> but uh, on on the like subject of malaria, do you hear that the COVID vaccine can be used? Uh, they think it might be able to be used to help actually find a cure to malaria because before there wasn't the investment because obviously the Western countries aren't really affected by malaria so they didn't really invest that much. Whereas the stuff that they've used to try and counteract COVID can be applied to malaria. So I think they can sort of adapt it. So that's one of the silver linings of COVID. Yeah. There's um, there's quite a good uh, Vox video which I watched called How Do Vaccines Work? And like it explained mm. all the different like some vaccines like basically give you like a weaker strain and you you can either or, or you can have like a toxin and the covid one like uses a special protein like in a fatty thing and as someone who is not very good at science or understanding this kind of thing it Lose was quite helpful arm. So, yeah. <laughs> it's that, it's um, a really good graphics. It has some little like bugs and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the documentary on Netflix called uh, Coronavirus Explained yeah, as well? I don't want to watch anything I have not. related to coronavirus on Netflix or Prime because there's another thing out. <laughs> it's just no. Is it? Is it good? It's quite good. It's the the one on um, Netflix is more about the actual virus and how it spreads. Okay how vaccines work and why there hasn't been development for them and stuff whereas there's that one on prime isn't it's there where it's like if covid mutated and took over the world and it's and set in like 2024 <laughs> and like a hundred million people have died <laughs> and there's like yeah imagine not the purge but like a film like the purge about coronavirus and like there's military police everywhere and you have wristbands to say if you're immune or not it's like 1984 
on coronavirus steroids sort of thing. So I'm not watching it. I don't want to watch it because it, I just it'll freak me out too much. Yeah. Just yeah. No. So why would why would you make that though? What surely you should be making like nice fun things with like rainbows and like oh it's gonna go away, yay! Instead of like we're all gonna die and it's gonna be here for it. I just I don't think it's it's not. The right it's it it was directed by Michael Bay, wasn't it? Who did like Transformers and everything. So it's just he sort of took a very real pandemic virus and made it an action film, basically. And it doesn't yeah, sit right. There's there's Michael Bay. I haven't seen it. It's called Songbird. If anyone wants to watch it on Amazon Prime, but um, yeah, I haven't seen it. But there's probably a fair few explosions. He does love his yeah, explosions. Virus and explosions. Like the the, new, the newer Transformer yeah. films were just explosions. Yeah, yeah. What what else happened? Um, well, just a smaller thing. There was an illegal rave in South End. Did you hear about that? I um, haven't. I, I I did see. I was hoping you could explain. Basically, <laughs> police shut down this like rave in South End at the Essex Freemason Saxon Hall where the elderly people waiting to get a vaccine decided to have a tea party together, <laughs> not socially distancing. <laughs> that's, such, that's such a boomer thing to do. That's such a boomer <laughs> thing How did to they do. find out that aren't Freemasons <laughs> supposed to be secretive, so really nobody should have known. Like, you'd think you'd be like, yeah. turn the rats, but somebody must have let it slip. Like a yeah, one of one of the snitches, what, Gerald or... Rosemary or one of them. Nineteen fifties, yeah, loud music. D- drum and bass probably doesn't have the same, <laughs> same vibe. Yeah, playing <laughs> classical music on like full volume. You're listening to Classic Did FM. <laughs> Just really loud and go through loudspeakers. Anybody you know, go Adam singers. You live locally to the county of Essex. No, no, actually. Well, I mean, not that I know of. I haven't seen my nan for a while. She could she could have been arrested. I don't well, know. Adam, we're going to go and see your nan today. Okay, where is she? At? Essex County Jail. <laughs> Prison. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, um, when my grandparents got vaccinated, my mum told me about how, like, outside the GP's office, uh, where they went for the, when they went to get their second dose, um, there were loads of like, like old people friendly cars. And when she came out, like every single one of them had a parking ticket, <laughs> except hers. <laughs> you just see like all these old people like enraged, like no, this is the one time I leave my yeah, house. They they're just there too long. Ooh. Yeah, probably something like that. Like parking at Oxford is quite yeah. difficult. I mean, I um, especially I didn't realise how quick it was though, because my granddad's been fully vaccinated now. My grandma is halfway through being vaccinated and they literally got like a, a phone call like on a day and they'd be like oh so do you want to come in tomorrow for it and I, was, I was just shocked at how quick they're actually getting it done in terms of like the speed of which you go from not being vaccinated to being contacted about vaccinated to then having that first vaccination is yeah mental. Mm. they are really just it, i think now that they like have the hang of it they know what they're doing. They're just sort of churning it out really quickly. Yeah. So, that's something. I think they. Um, I saw um, like an interview with with some people who like a new group of volunteers who've had like zero medical training, 
and are now like they've now been trained to help vaccinate people because it's really just like every even no matter how old you are you've always got some like muscle on the upper part of your arm if you know what i mean like like near where the shoulder is and you just yeah. stick a needle there wait like i think you have to wait 15 minutes sometimes if they have an allergic reaction and you're like done it's like quite a simple task Bob's your so it seems like they're Thanks. getting through it efficiently yeah well i mean now more than 9.2 million people have received the first dose and more than 490,000 people have received both in the UK. So we are leading the world vaccine effort by like a mile. Yeah. Um, if only if only our lockdown wasn't dependent upon vaccines, though. You know, if only yeah. we didn't have to to be in this situation if only to my begin parents with. Lived in Australia. If only we could be Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I was up here. Oh man. Adam, are you sure you don't want to take that job? <laughs> I, I got heard back from uh, UBS today saying that I'm through to the next round, but that's in London, so I'm not really getting away from anything. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, congrats on getting yeah. that, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't apply to, as I said last week, the, the full-time job in Australia. You know, it's tempting, but I didn't have any of the experience <laughs> no they were asking for. You can go so. to and do things. Imagine. Yeah. Meanwhile, here in the UK, I'm like, yeah, I've booked a haircut for August. We'll see how it goes. Oh, I saw that. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mad. Do you think, oh. should mm. Boris resign, who would do better? That's only because there was talk that Boris Johnson is going to resign. No, nothing, like, confirmed. I think it was Dominic Cummings' dad who stepped forward and said that Boris Johnson's going to resign, which is a weird source. So That's I'm not sure if I very, trust that. Oh, Dominic Cummings, yes. Yeah, the, so I'm not sure if I trust golden that child source. in Britain. <laughs> um, <laughs> there have been rumours, no confirmed sources, that Boris is going to step down. So, you know, it's just us seeing what your opinions of that would be. Should he step down? Because, I mean... Absolutely. In my eyes, absolutely. <laughs> also, it's sort of like that guy who shows up, messes everything up, then just leaves and let someone else clean up. I think he should clean up his act before he leaves. I think it's been a big conservative ploy to keep them in power since 2007. Because they keep on changing it, don't they? They're like, oh, David Cameron, Theresa May, Boris Johnson, they'll probably have some other person in next and be like, oh, they need to be re-elected to show their worth. And it's just going to be this vicious cycle of the conservative messing things up, but then justifying it by saying, we need to finish what we started, so vote us back in. Although, if yeah. Boris stepped down now and there was another election like we had uh, in 2019, I don't reckon the Conservatives would win at this point in time because of how they've so. handled the Labour get a majority pandemic. Yeah. Does Keir Starmer have enough backing? I think, I think on a particular, like, like, a smaller level, like, not talking about, like, PM, but, like, in terms of, like, constitu- like mayoral elections and things like that, I think other parties have a significantly stronger chance of winning. Because of the conservatives, what like how they've handled it. But if they, I, I feel don't like know if, if they would. If we managed somehow, hopefully, to get COVID under wraps this year, I reckon people will forget how badly they handled it by the next scheduled election, which is unfortunate. You know, like yeah. all the conservative voters will all is forgiven, sort of thing, which is annoying. But if they did it at the moment, when it's fresh in everyone's mind and it's still going on, I don't reckon they would have as a strong win. So what else? What else has happened this week? 
Um, talking about Boris's incompetence and how we left the EU, should we talk about how Britain's trying to join the CPTPP? Yeah. Yeah. What's the CPTPP, Adam? Us. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to look up what it stands for, but it's uh, basically a trading group in the uh, sort of Pacific nations. Um, and it has Australia, Brunel, Canada, Chile, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore and Vietnam in it. And it's basically free trade good. with those That's quite an groups. Mix. Trading block. It is. It's the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. What do we think about joining those countries? It's not geographically located in the Pacific, though, is it? British Isles. How does that work? No. That's... <laughs> I don't think Japan and Canada are that close. Actually, no, they're not that far. They're in the Pacific, though. Okay. Yeah, it's what? closer than... We, we would be the furthest from it if what, we joined. What are Japan and yeah. Canada then? The Pacific Ocean is quite expansive, isn't it, in terms of it sort of borders the whole of West America. Would it not then... Like, so does Russia... Is the coast of, like, East Russia bordered the Pacific? Or is that the Atlantic? The Atlantic is at the top, isn't it? I reckon they would probably change the name if Britain joined. Just add UK to the end of it, like they do. Because we're just not in the we're just not in the Pacific. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they have a territory that 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 they have over there. Do they? Canada. Mm. That's a bit controversial. The Falkland Island. No, no, that's the other side. Yeah, we we we're not actually anywhere near it. It sounds good though. It's almost North Atlantic, aren't we? Australia wanting to join the Eurovision Song Contest. Because that's just a joke. <laughs> We're just like, let us in! Let us in! <laughs> jo- let us join like, your free trade! <laughs> it does feel a bit like we've just been rejected by our first choice and now we're just going for whatever we can get. That's just The only difference between us and America is we realise no one likes us. Yeah, um, Again, back to Eurovision, you knew that from the fact that we always come last, except for that one time Bucksbiz came out with an absolute banger and we won, except that. <laughs> We've never done well. Like, nobody, it's very politicised. Mm. I just don't think many people really yeah. like the English. Well, British. People. But I don't know what we, what we would trade with them, because obviously free trade is like no tariffs, so all these countries like Vietnam and Singapore and places are going to import into the UK with a lot cheaper sort of alternatives and drive competition for things produced in the UK but they're not going to buy anything we produce because we don't export anything they want so I think it's actually going to be worse for us in the long run education cars finance um, financial Financial services services. although we can't really export that these aren't really like goods let's go back to my original original idea of cheese can't get cheddar cheese anywhere else. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna lap that up. Cornish, Cornish milk. milk. All yeah. of that. I mean, our, our biggest <laughs> export is financial services, right? We could export that, I guess, but that's not really a good. Yeah. I don't know if that. Yeah, oh. no, it's good. Uh, it, it'll work Bread. out. I'm sure. It'll work out. I'm just going through. I'm sure the now. government, you know, completely know what we're getting ourselves. I'm into. sure the government know Cucumbers. what they're doing. <laughs> Because we've left the EU now. Ethan's still like, what, what can we sell? <laughs> um, 
garden peas. Let's just go back to a barter economy where they where where we give them cucumbers and, and in return for our cucumbers, they give us everything Their we need. Cucumbers. <laughs> we, but at least now we'll have maple syrup power free, if that is the case. Ooh. One positive out of all of them. What else? Uh, I'm just reading that New Zealand, ooh, lamb. Yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, that's good. Got salsa from Mexico. Um, yeah. Chilies from Chile. <laughs> it's not all not all doing great. Cool, cool. Cool. Right. Last last thing, um, on the on the news front, Captain Tom Moore passed away yesterday, second second of February, at age hundred. Sad. Very sad. Uh, I think there's a clap there happening six tonight at six o'clock for him. Not that yeah. by the time this comes yeah. out, you will then be reminded because it would have passed that it will be at six. <laughs> Make that. sure you clap yeah. anyway. At <laughs> six o'clock tonight, <laughs> the third of February. It's, it's, it's kind of like this dark irony that he did all that to prevent COVID yeah. and then died from it. Yeah, I don't know if I was the only one thinking that. But it's the fact that he raised millions for the NHS and then the mm. government's poor, like, policy of COVID containment has, like, let him down. Because he died from COVID. Yeah. Things that like, doesn't he, he sit was, well with me. He was self-isolating, wasn't he? So it's one of his, like, I don't know whether he had carers or family must have brought it into the house. So they must feel terrible. Because he, like, didn't yeah. leave the house recently. There is definitely, like, something in there that... Yeah, but mm. yeah, what a hero! Mm-hmm. And um, should we should we move on to our facts of What what facts have we got this week, guys? I will go first, first if you want. Right. Go for it. Bees yes, can fly higher than Mount Everest. Uh, bees can fly higher than 29,525 feet above sea level, which according to Natural Geographic is higher than Mount Everest, which uh, they put for reference there is the tallest mountain in the world, if you did not know. What Mount Everest wow. is. Wow. So that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. In evolutionary cool. terms, why a bee would need to fly that high? Because flowers grow on the ground what it's quite low what if the only flower left on earth was on top of mount everest mm, we do that, I'd, huh? I'd be dead so i don't think it would matter to me because <laughs> i would more true. than likely be dead if the only <laughs> flower on earth was well not the flower the only oxygen producing life form was on top of mount everest that'd be pretty bad i was thinking about going to base mm-hmm. camp one at some point not so really just in my life you know is is something fun to do because my dad was watching everest the other day and that that's like too much for me because i don't want to risk my life on top of a mountain yeah everest is too much everest is kind of depressing yeah i'd like to just go base camp have the picture by the tents on the rock and then call it a day and go home that'd be quite nice but not all the way feel like you've done it you know the seven natural wonders of the world whatever they are yeah i don't get how the Colosseum cool. is a wonder of the world because it's not 
like it's cool, but it's not like that spectacular. Have mm. you seen the Colosseum? Not in person. Have you, like, seen I've it seen it in other person. Colosseum type theatres. It's just imagine if you had two amphitheatres and you mush them together to make that. <laughs> but it's it's still pretty cool. What's the one that's in? What's the uh, Wonder of the World that's in Indiana Jones? Um, Petra. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Oh, you've been there. Is that the one you're talking yeah. about? Is that with yeah, the Indiana yeah. Jones? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Is that is it from the Crystal Skull? No, I think um, it was no, one of the earlier like, ones, not the Crystal. So, so Skull. in Indiana Jones, they go into this temple, except like in real life, you can't go in. I they think. Got special permission. Oh, right. But in, in he like go. goes in, and then isn't that where he finds the? Is that the Skull one, or am I am I confused? Well, I think it's earlier, thing. but I'm not earlier. sure. Earlier, cool. Um, that was really, really cool. Like not just pe- like yeah, Petra. It's it's not just um, like that one bit. Like the ro- I think I did my GCC art project on it. It was very, very nice. Like really that's pretty cool. rock. I've only been to one ancient wonder of the world, and that was Stonehenge, and that's that's a letdown. <laughs> that's quite local, local, isn't it? So I I I've never really got the big fascination with it because to me it's just a bunch of rocks. Like, I see rocks all the time. I get 10 <laughs> minutes out from where I live. But how did they get there? The rocks, they move them with logs. Ooh. There's, there's, you know, evidence. I've not seen this evidence. I've just been told there's evidence. I don't think it was aliens. Yeah. Like, if it was aliens, like, surely they'd build something a bit better than a stone circle. Maybe, yeah, like, I think so. It's just a bit not impressive. Not to, like, What's the word? Start on any Stone Age people out there. Not that there is anything. <laughs> I might get knocked Stone Ageians are still around. <laughs> but yeah. So that's my int- old Stone that's Age That's my pensions. interesting fact. Very cool. What's, what's yours? What's yours, Adam? What's your fact? Mine is that humans and livestock, so animals that we breed to eat and like get products from collectively account for 95% of all mammal biomass on earth that's crazy well even like so think of all of the animals not all of the mammals so not all birds like all mammals Uh, on earth 95% of them are either livestock or humans wow that means only 5% are the other all the other wild animals and animals in zoos and stuff whales are pretty big that's true to be fair, you know, in Ma- you, you get a lot of like livestock, and even in like yeah, like on Mount Everest, there's those like goats around. I just thought that was amazing and also quite depressing in terms of biodiversity. <laughs> that just that it's just a load of cows, pigs, and yeah, us. I mean, you need enough animals though to sustain a population of seven billion, even though not all of them eat meat and things or have milk or whatever. Yeah, quite a lot still eat meat. Yeah. That's a lot. That's true. That's a so, lot. Yeah, that's the depressing yeah, thanks, fact for thanks, the week. Hope you're happy. Right. <laughs> I, I feel I've like, got... you know that guy on Come Dine With Me is like, you've ruined my night, I hope you're happy. Have the yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that, it's like, you've ruined our planet. Thanks, Adam. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, it's not happy. you, but... Shall I, would you like to hear another animal fact? No. Or would you like to hear... Yeah. Given us the option. Yeah, can I make make it three animal facts in a row this week. Go on. All right. So, it's also you know COVID. Bats are the only mammal that can fly. 
if we're talking oh, about mammals. Cool. Yeah. So. Damn. Technically, people can fly. Yeah, yes. but not, not, <laughs> not in, in the way. the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Or, I think bad, vampires? bats get a lot uh, of uh, bad rep. Bats? You know? Because of the whole... Yeah, it, ha- it has been mostly bad rep for these bats lately. Bad press. They, they need to, like, turn turn their uh, media you around. You're a bat sympathiser. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you deserve what they No, I still, I still am not a massive fan of bats. But, you know, if, bad, if we're talking about moving, moving to Australia, we've got to, like, be comfortable with the bats. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I don't, I don't actually mind bats. Although, they, they aren't they, like, one of the most disease-carrying animals? I think, like, rats and bats are, like, the well, mo- yeah. most disease-carrying animals on Earth or something. And you know, they could definitely carry one disease. With yeah. <laughs> Doormats Mats. carry a lot of Mats. disease, which isn't technically wrong, because you think about it, you walk on them every day. How many diseases are you bringing into your house? <laughs> they say that your hands are supposed to have more germs and bacteria on them than a toilet seat. Lovely. It's like you're touching them constantly, are you? I don't think. Oh, that's a weird thing. I don't think I've ever like washed my are hands you, so much. Are you in touching your hands? Yeah. Because your hands are on your hands. Like that's a mad thought, isn't it? This is getting too meta yeah. again, Nathan. We, we, we've done this before. Hands, we've gone down rabbit holes like this. Sensitive to like <laughs> sensory stimulus, and your hands are on your hands. Are you in fact touching your hands by just your hands being in existence? It's like asking if water's wet, or if something's wet because it's been in water. Is water is itself water wet? Itself. That that's the exact same thing, though, in, in concept, is it? Yeah. I think we need, like this video. If uh, if if you want an episode dedicated to these yes. deep deep thoughts, should we should we just give Ethan one episode where we go down every rabbit hole? Yeah, that, that we'll, we'll have a rabbit hole episode. And we'll have, we'll have just... a rabbit hole episode nice. next week. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So watch list. Yeah, Things what we've been watching, guys, to entertain us. I've got I've got a, a a sort of politics one. Okay. Sort of. It's um the film War Dogs. Oh nice. Oh um, yeah, that's good. With Jonah, is that with Jonah Hill? Has no, got Jonah Hill. Yeah, and uh, Miles Teller. And for some reason, I've seen Jonah Hill and Miles Teller in like separate films, but for some reason, the two of them together makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, <it's> just <laughs> very good pairing. Um, and if you don't know what it's about it's basically like this guy who's like a massage therapist in uh and he and he reconnects with this guy from school and he basically gets into dealing like an arms dealer for the for the u.s government to fund um the afghans which then leads to obviously a war and it's quite interesting like it talks about how like basically a war is just an economy like you're just making money and they basically like brokers um provide and it all obviously escalates and everything you have to watch so the film very, to find out but, yeah. and because it's jonah hill there's a, there's a bit of comedy as well isn't there like comedy yeah like, yeah the company that they were trading yeah. under was suspended and i think it either already has or is it's coming up to it the end of its term of suspension this year is it this year it's yeah the 2021, yeah. Mad. It's yeah, it's based on a true story as well, which should have I should have probably started like said that earlier, but 
Yeah, it's really well done actually, and like, it's uh, obviously quite thought-provoking. Classic like U.S. military, like massive, massive spending. Yeah. I think I watched it in a bath. <laughs> like not in bath, like in a bath. What what Maybe a place to watch it. watch it. That's that's quite a long bath if I watched all of it in the bath. But I definitely watched part of it in the bath. bath. Did your fingers go like wrinkly? It's like two hours. Now you've had a long bath. Yeah. I don't think I watched all of it. I think I must have watched part of it in the bath. Maybe maybe I Wait, finished are you saying, it. Are you saying bar bath. or are you saying bath? Bath is in like water. Oh, yourself. I thought it said a bar. I was like, who's putting war dogs on in a bar? No. <laughs> <laughs> that no less exciting of an evening than that. Just yeah. <laughs> I think I maybe didn't quite finish it before I needed to have a bath or something. I don't know why I needed to have a bath at a specific time. I can't remember the context of why I was watching it in a bath. But you to, maybe. I definitely watched part of it in a bath. Um, what are your guys' picks for the week? Mine is also a true story on a BBC, a drama called The Serpent. Have you heard of that? <gasps> no. Ooh, is that the one with loads of vomiting? There is a lot of vomiting because yeah. there's a lot of poison. <laughs> yeah, have, have I've, heard, I've heard about So I, I, a little bit meta, but I listened to another podcast and both of the people on that podcast were recommending The Serpent. It is so. an amazing show. Uh, one of the best I've seen for a while, I would say. Ooh. It's Basically, it follows a con man who's also a murderer uh, called Charles Sabraj, who uh, poses as a gem dealer in Thailand. And uh, he has a female accomplice played by Jenna Coleman, you know, who was Clara uh, in yeah, Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. Um, and basically he traps and robs and murders travellers. So when people go travelling around Asia from different countries in the 70s, traps them in this, like, place that he has. But he sort of makes them think they want to be there. It's all very manipulative. Um, and he poisons them, so he thinks they think they've got a stomach illness and he gives them medicine to make them better, but the medicine is more poison sort of thing um and it also it follows that storyline it also follows the dutch ambassador who's sort of onto what he's doing and trying to frame him but the serpent is very intelligent and keeps sort of getting out of it and it's interesting because it keeps going back and forward in time and you don't know when's what and then it all links together and you sort of see it all come into place as you watch the season it's very tense and it's really well done um and because it's based on a true story it's amazing sometimes that part of it is true yeah, how how bad is the vomiting? Because I feel like I would watch it, but I'm not big vom on vom like sick. They don't it, like focus on it. Bad. A lot. It's just like someone throws up and then they they move on. I see, I see, I see. Th- okay. There is there is one scene later on where he gets a bit ambitious and poisons a lot of people, um, <laughs> and they all so- start throwing up at once. But you can just sort of look away for that moment. Okay. <laughs> okay. The, the rest it, of the vomiting isn't too bad. I'll give it a go it, this week. Yeah, it's on BBC iPlayer, so it's completely free. All episodes to stream. Uh, really recommend. Really good. It reminds me a little bit, like, from... I obviously haven't seen it or anything. But um, have, have you seen Killing Eve? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does have those sort of vibes, in a way. Okay. But nice. not... Like, I think Killing Eve's a lot more comedic and light-hearted, even though it is about yeah. killing. Uh, this yeah, is yeah, not particularly light-hearted. Um, <laughs> very tense and... Yeah. But not not particularly nice man, 
but very charismatic, so it's a weird, confusing oh, I see. sort of like, character. Uh, fl- oh, there's a, like, a specific word for a flawed narrator, isn't there? Flawed main protagonist. Yeah, he's a bit like um, oh, Ted, Ted Bundy? That was it. He's oh, a bit yeah. like Ted Bundy, no, he's yeah. a horrible person, but he sort of tricks you into thinking he's nice and you're benefiting from being around him. Yeah. yeah it's, but he's not. That's not really no, and, and Jenna Coleman does a French accent the whole way through, which I think is a very good oh, French sick. accent. Um, nice. And it's sort of all different <laughs> countries coming together because it's the different ambassadors in um, Thailand trying to work it out. So it's oh, all the so ambassadors it's really from different a show countries. It promotes multiculturalism and cosmopolitanism. So I think it has some you know, strong positive yeah. ideas embodied in it. Yeah, really. it's good. Like it's it's yeah yeah no exactly it's BBC, but from what I can remember, there's only one British character. Uh, a few really other British good. actors and actresses, but they play different, like French like, and Dutch and stuff. We like diversity. We are here for, for diversity. Sure. No, it's yeah. very good. And it's set... Bits of it are in France, but most of it's in Thailand. There's a bit in India. It moves around. It's very interesting. Yeah, but definitely recommend. My suggestion... Um, not interesting. Well, I say not interesting. They're always very interesting, but it's nothing that's sort of new. Um because we've been going back to university this week, I haven't had as much time to do things. So normally in my lunch breaks, I've been watching um, Louis Theroux documentaries again, about the seventh time. Oh yeah, You can go back to them as many times as you want, and they will never get old. And you will notice things that you didn't notice before, like pick up on things, right? Uh, I've been watching the world's toughest jails at the moment in Florida. Very interesting stuff. Like how it works, the prison life. Because they're like microcosms of societies. Like you could live, like if you lived your whole yeah. life in a jail, you wouldn't know any different, and it would almost like work as a functioning society. Like all the way it works, it's, it's very interesting. Not something I would like to experience firsthand. <laughs> definitely, yeah, in, interesting stuff. No, they say that people get like institutionalized, don't they? And then they come out and they don't know how to like yeah. operate in the real world because they're so used to the sort of the world like within the, the prison. Redemption when that old man comes out the real world and it's been like 40 years and it was like the height of like technological advancement so he like saw cars everywhere and he was like what's going on and then he yeah couldn't cope in the outside world um there's a book that i read about it was like this guy who accidentally like i say accidentally he basically ended up like embezzling some funds for he was a doc bbc doc like a or a film documentary maker and ended up doing like six months in prison and he kept a diary and it was sort of that like was really eye-opening to me and like he talked about how yeah how prisons are basically just like the outside world except that like money is not really a concept it's like everything is like he so he committed a white collar crime so he instantly got like better treatment than everyone else and like it was in Wandsworth Prison, which is notoriously like quite a bad prison in the UK, and just how like the the prison system isn't built to rehabilitate in the UK. It's made it's basically built so, like people will commit more crimes. Yeah. Um, there's no funding. It's just like Com- appalling. Compared to other really. places, like I saw a post once mm. um, that was comparing a university accommodation room to a prison cell in Scandinavia. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. It was Westwood yeah, and it was compared to Sweden and the Swedish and it was like uh com- like which one is the the Swedish prison which one is is Westwood mended like the, the nicer one was like, the prison prison the, so the, the nice yeah yeah <laughs> and you know yeah it's definitely here it's like different I mean in America it was worse they had like high profile felons that had committed things like crime and art. committed things like crime sorry murder and armed robbery but, you know serious things uh, and they were like in cells of like 15 to 20 people just like shoved in in bunk beds with like one toilet mental compared to that's crazy like you were saying about Sweden and, and, and the stuff they have there I think yeah I think prison systems are like until I read that book I sort of didn't realise how like flawed they really were have you heard of yeah. open prisons is it like oh, is the it, open is it university the thing where, where you can do your prison prison time at home? Yeah, you just do prison online prison with COVID, online. you know, that you're allowed to do it from home. You just <laughs> No, it's um it's basically a jail where prisoners are sort of trust to complete their sentence with minimal supervision. And there's this one I can't remember where it is, which is kind of annoying. But it's like an island just off of the mainland, so within sight of the mainland. And they're all on there and there's no fences or anything. So they could, if they wanted to, swim to mainland. They're just trusted not to. Um, California. No, no, because they're not like... It's not like a high security prison. It's like there's no fences or anything. There's little houses. They all like have like a normal life together on there. With like a few guards, mainly for their own safety of each other rather than escaping. And they're sort of... it's They go there within five months of their the end of their sentence so they can stay there for five months then get released or if they try to escape they go back to proper jail so you know it's that motive where they probably don't want to try to escape because it'll end up worse for them um, I see so, so if they stay there and it's sort of that midway between complete prison and yeah. everyday life so they can sort of try to adapt to a normalish way of life again and they can get jobs which they're paid for on the island like to clean leaves and stuff I guess like little little bits and bobs jobs yeah I think it's quite a good idea I don't I don't think we do it in this country but we might I don't Um, think it would work here on the basis that like prisons here are like meant to punish rather than like help people I found the name of the book it's called A Bit of a Stretch The Diaries of a Prisoner by Chris Atkins that's very cool have you seen the um the the na- I can't remember the name of the experiment where th- there's a prison where it's a circle and then there's like in the, in this like circle there's like a smaller like um, yeah officer tower uh, oh, sort Michelle of in the middle Bucco's, um panopticon is that it? yeah that's yeah, it self-regulation yeah, yeah. prison and, it's, it, and you don't need someone yeah you don't need someone sat in the middle so like it's in like in the centre box for people who don't know what it is, um, the uh, the the guards can see out, but no one can see in, and the prisoners can also sort of like, so they don't know if they're being watched or not. And uh, the point is, is that the prisoners all behave, even if there's no guards there watching over them, because of the way that it's designed as a circle, and that they can't see if there, there is anyone. Yeah, because they think yeah. they're being watched at any given moment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. scary times pretty cool pretty scary but so, like I ha- 
I don't know about you, do you have that in everyday life where like you walk into a shop and you don't see anything you want to buy and you try and walk out and you try not to act suspicious because you think everyone's watching you, but in reality, probably no one's watching you. <laughs> you know the Sainsbury's something? in town by the station? There's, yeah. there's always like a big security guard at the door, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all we've got time for. Thanks for watching again. So, th- thanks for listening. Watching. <laughs> Listening. Thanks, for Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching yeah. with your ears. <laughs> they might be watching. Um, see. <laughs> Bye. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with any of us about the things we have said this week or to keep up to date with the news of our podcast, follow us on our new Instagram account, um, Three Wise Rubber Ducks. Also, if you have any facts or news about Bath, feel free to drop us a message. See you next time with the Three Wise Rubber Ducks. Bye.